So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay? Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to 90 Day Fiance MK. I'm Mr. O, and today, Miss H and I will be discussing season five, episode five of Before the 90 Days. In this episode, Hamza gets a bad grade for his sexy time from Memphis. Gino gives Jasmine the lamest Christmas ever. Jimenez spills her big secret to Mike. Caleb and Alina have another awkward dinner and make out for a really long time. And Ella gets some bad news at the gym. As always, we'll end with our students of the week, class dunces, and life lessons. If you like what you hear, please give us a five-star rating and subscribe. And if you're also watching Love After Lockup, you should listen to our other podcast, Love After Lockup MK. All right, thanks for listening. Stay safe and enjoy. Mr. O. Hello, Miss H. How are you today? Not too bad. Not too bad. Getting getting by. Yeah, getting by. Yeah, sure. Getting by. That's where. That's how we're all. That's how we're all right now. One one day at a time. Right. Well, at least next weekend we get a holiday. Yeah, next weekend's a three day week. A planned three day weekend. Yes, nobody's a planned gonna, three day weekend. Nobody's gonna yell at us for having big school closed on Monday this time. So oh, goodness. All <laughs> okay. right. So, yeah. Um, so it is a Sunday night, which is unlike us usually to record on a Sunday, but looks like this might be a more uh, frequent occurrence for us in the near future. Yeah, just based on our schedules, it might make a little bit more sense. Still coming out the same day, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right. So I'm going to start with Gino and Jasmine. Okay. So a couple of days in and we have Gino – Finally showing Jasmine how to lose her electric toothbrush and unpacking it for her. Oh, it's Christmas Eve. Um, so her and her gringo bonito yeah. are trying to figure out the minivan door on the way to shopping. On the way, Jasmine tells him that he's going to meet her friend and stylist, Leo. Since Leo is very stylish, they're going shopping to get him some better clothes. Which shouldn't be too much of a challenge for his clothes to be better Considering the Teva sandals and athleisure shorts that they show oh us like countless numbers of times, they really <sighs> were focused on his sandals this episode. Yeah. So she keeps piling in the store, piling more and more clothes into his hands as he keeps almost saying something about like how much does this cost, <laughs> especially because he's been out of work recently. So they have a fashion show in a dressing room and she's very excited about how much better he and his butt looks in the new clothes. <laughs> So they go to check out and the total comes to around $500, which seems just a lot outside of his budget. He doesn't want to spend $500 for clothes right now. And I mean, really in an interview, he admits he never wants to spend $500 on clothes. <sighs> so since he doesn't speak any Spanish, it's up to Jasmine to tell the cashier. And she's not willing to do that either. So the battle of wills continues until Jasmine lies and says, we just need to go get his wallet and then they can leave without embarrassment. So Gino feels like she knows his um, job situation and put him in a tight spot. And he also doesn't want her to think of him as just somebody who is a walking cash machine and she can just spit out cash whenever, whenever she wants him to. So when they leave, she just wants to get back to the hotel. So later on, it's time for the dinner. And of course, Gino's still wearing the Tevas and doesn't want to be untrue to himself by wearing something you know, that was popularized in this century. So she's disappointed about the impression that this is going to give to Leo, but it is what it is. So Leo comes in, does all the greetings, and then Jasmine lets him know that he can be honest because Gino is not going to understand any of the Spanish you speak. (laughs) 
So Leo tells Gino that he's an honest man, but also like perfect. I, I don't know. There was a lot of like teasing and like hard to get at what they were saying stuff going on here. So in Spanish, he asks if Gino knows about the birth control, which is a reminder that she's on birth control for this week, even though Gino thinks that they're not and they're having lots of unprotected sex. So he thinks that they're going to get pregnant and is even <sighs> asking her what names they should name their daughter. Oh, so Gino is very much a third wheel in most of the conversation, even, even when they ask him specifically what he thinks of Jasmine. But eventually, Gino has some questions for Leo. Like, have you ever seen Jasmine just like fly off the handle and get super angry all of a sudden? And the answer is, uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, she almost killed one of my assistants because she burned her hair. Oh my but gosh. anyway, it's just because she's unique and has no filter, like a puppy or a bunny or a bomb. <laughs> Gino is concerned that Jasmine's getting crazy mad is going to be like his whole future now. So next up, it's Christmas morning and Gino's still wearing his sandals. And Jasmine looks like, according to her, the girl from the ring. But they have a good day. But it's still supposed to be a good day. Gino's going to cook breakfast because breakfast is a specialty. He can rock anything with eggs in it. Of course, that's a problem because Jasmine is vegan. Mm. She reminds him, I'm vegan and I can't eat animal, animal products. And he says, so you want two? And then he cooks her up some scrambled eggs. <laughs> so wow. he says he didn't know. But now he does. And then in an interview, they try to – he says, I'm starting – I think I understand what a vegan diet is now, but still can't explain it at all. No. Anyway, back in the bre bed, it's present time. Jasmine gets gets them both a like a, one of those couple T-shirts that's like, I love my crazy girlfriend. Uh, I am the crazy girlfriend and also like a cutesy custom pillow. And Gino got for Jasmine the toothbrush he gave her three days ago when he arrived. So this doesn't really go over well very much at all with her. She gets mad and brings up how he used to buy stuff for his ex-girlfriends and other women. He goes, wait a second. That was when I wasn't broke, but now I'm broke. But she thinks it's because he doesn't care about her and just kind of gets up and walks out. All right. So <sighs> what would have been a better Christmas present for Jasmine rather than a toothbrush I got you three days ago? Anything. A toothbrush is not a present. I mean, if you gave a toothbrush to anyone for Christmas, unless they were really, really into that and they had explicitly asked for it, I think they would be disappointed. Yes, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Like that's the equivalent of a child getting socks for Christmas. They don't want that. Yeah, no. I mean, I always got socks for Christmas, but not just socks for Christmas. It was right. always like – and it but was you funny open up the socks and you're like, ooh. God damn it. But it was funny because at some point um, in our childhood, we realized we were always going to get socks. And so mm -hmm. the, the, the challenge was when you saw the pile of presents, it was like, which one's the socks? Yeah. Find the socks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, luckily I never got socks for Christmas. <laughs> uh, but like, yes, the toothbrush. And especially because like it's literally the same. Everybody – had not everybody. Many, many people have that toothbrush. I have yeah. that toothbrush, right? Yeah. Pretty much exact same toothbrush. And I like, – again, it wasn't a Christmas present. It wasn't a birthday present. It no, was like I went to the wasn't. dentist and the dentist was like, here, go buy this toothbrush. And I was like, OK. And I went yeah. and bought that toothbrush. OK. So she brings up the fact that he bought her toothbrush, which wasn't a real present. And then she says, I know you have money. You 
took your ex or that one woman to Europe. And so I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. We're supposed to believe that uh, Gino hasn't had anyone in his life for seven years. And so who is he taking to Europe that would be kind of in social media time, right? That he would be actually even posting that. Right. That, yeah. I mean, and yeah, so it had to be some sort of person he considered a friend, right? And not like a romantic person. Because he didn't go there. He didn't say, that wasn't my girlfriend. I wasn't blah, blah, blah. He just was like, but that's when I had money. That's when I had a job. Yeah, but why is he even taking a random woman to Europe? That just seems weird too. I don't too. know. It does seem weird. It does seem weird. Because the other thing too is it's not like – and the excuse of I couldn't get you anything because I'm broke is bull. Because like – That toothbrush got probably him, cost him 50 bucks. Oh, at least. At least. And what I'm, the other bull part is it's like she got him a t-shirt and a pillow. It's not yeah. like she wanted like a huge amount of bling, no. bling like things. She just wanted something. That was like, I thought of you for Christmas, right? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, something sentimental, something that's not a toothbrush. Yeah. Something that made something that was like, I specifically thought of you, and not right. just like clean teeth are important. Like, you should have you. clean teeth and good <laughs> breath. All right. Right. Oh goodness. Um, I just don't get why he is so set in his ways with certain things. Yeah, like yeah. he seems real attached to those sandals. <laughs> Very much so. And Very those shorts. So. Okay. And I'm I'm a hundred percent on board with her. I'm not like a huge fashionable, fashion forward person, but like, no, when you're going to a restaurant, you should wear real pants. Yeah. Like, and you should wear real shoes. Like, those are not out of the question to have real pants. And real shoes and not a ball cap. Like right. That, that to me is not unreasonable on her part. So here's kind of a thing like how I see it from. And I know he doesn't see it this way because he's too simple of a person. But people, specifically her friends, because it's, I think, more, I don't know. She gets less of it, I guess. Like, you know, less of the advantages of dating an older man than he would necessarily like. His friends are probably like, yeah, you're dating a younger woman, right? Uh-huh. But for her to date someone um, so much older than her, she's going to get judged by her friends, right? And so right. it really seemed important to her that he makes a good impression with her friends. And I can understand where, the, you know, she's co- she's coming with that. You know, if her friends are going to be judgmental about this man anyway because of his age, she's going to want to put, like, their best foot forward and really make a good impression so people don't really question. No, I can get you. Yeah, why she's dating this guy. Because it's yeah, like, oh, it's, yeah. It's like he's older, but look, he's handsome. He's sophisticated. Right. Right. He's charming. He's yeah. well dressed. Yeah. Instead of like, I don't know, he's kind of his goofy guy who wears basketball shorts all the time. And right. Like, yeah. Doesn't. And so she's but, just trying to get a like a good first impression for her friends so she doesn't have to hear the judgment. That's yeah. how I kind of see it. And it's like, I, I why doesn't it. he get that? He should I mean, want to make a good impression. For on me, her it's friends. on him. It's like, I just, I, I think it's ridiculous. For him to be like, why should I wear anything but my sandals or athletic shorts? That wouldn't be being true to who I am. Like, it would just be like living a lie. And it's like, nope, wear pants, man. You can wear (laughs) pants. I know. You're from Michigan. I'm sure you own lots of pants. Well, we've seen his pants. His pants are not much better. His pants look like they are 
five sizes too large and the only reason That's why true. they're staying on his waist is because he's wearing some crazy belt and everything's scrunched up at yes, the top. Yes, a belt that's like one of those like braided belts that doesn't even have any belt loops in it. Oh just like cranked as far as he can crank it. <sighs> his fashion is so terrible. And I was going to say that in the interview, he's wearing this like collared purple shirt. And the shirt actually looks pretty nice on him uh, sure. concerning what we've seen him wear. And then he's pairing that with some faded red baseball cap. It's like, ugh. Well, Gino, I mean, he also had almost. that one where he had the, the Panama hat on. <laughs> that actually to me was better. Oh, it's better. It is. Yeah. It actually is 100% better than that. Than the, because it's like – he doesn't even wear like – yeah, they're all like those scrunchy baseball caps that are like wrinkled all over the place like too. It's not even like a crisp, yeah. fresh baseball cap. Oh, that no. That would be on. way too cool for him. Yeah. Yeah. Like a flat yeah. bill cap? He would never. No, I wouldn't even say – yeah. like or It's not even like uh, you know the old worn – like there's not even a team. Like it's no. not even like a tiger's hat. You know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, my goodness. Okay. I just want to point out something that like just really just pisses me off and makes me very angry at Gino. Okay. Aside from the stupid Christmas gift because that was really, truly stupid. Oh, totally. Okay. So he is clearly having second thoughts about how crazy this woman is, right? Yeah. And I mean he's asking Leo like, is she crazy? Uh Like have you ever seen her get this mad? And he definitely thinks like there's red flags, right? Mm-hmm. But he's coming to all these conclusions after he is actively trying to get her pregnant. It's like, what are you doing? You know, because you've clearly been having sex this whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And what and it's, it's sex, unprotected sex when you think she's not on birth control. Right. No, right? Yes. And so granted, they're not bringing children into the world on this occasion, but he doesn't know that. So he th- he is actively thinking that he's getting her pregnant all the while we're realizing maybe I don't want to be with this person. It's like you are terrible. You should figure this shit out before you bring kids into this. Yeah. I mean, he needs to figure everything out. Like <sighs> – how it it's not hard to understand what vegan means. Oh gosh. <laughs> he is so stupid. It's so dumb. Like, oh. oh, oh you can't eat eggs? Like it's Okay. Oh so God. I get that. I get that because I've heard some dumb things about people like not understanding dairy even, the idea of dairy, right? right. So I get it. He's from Michigan. He probably doesn't come across very many vegans. Okay. But in the interview, when she asks or they ask him what a vegan is at that point, at that point, you should know. You should be able to describe it instead of saying vegan means you eat vegan foods. Yes. He just it, – because it, because it's a – Freaking one sentence explanation. Right. I eat no food that comes from animals. Right. And that's it. That's not hard to understand. Instead he goes, you don't eat animals and you eat vegan food. It's like, oh my gosh, (laughs) idiot. Now, I definitely can see somebody from the Midwest just being like not even realizing how much stuff has cheese in it. Yeah. Like that has cheese in it. You're like, oh. Or butter. Or butter. Yes, I could see that. Or just, eggs, really, because I mean that's like most um, cake. Yeah, like cake bread and bread mm-hmm. is in like a lot of things, pastas, stuff yep. like that. So yeah, so I get that's why he says vegan. Well, it needs to be vegan pasta. It needs to be vegan bread. It needs to be oh, whatever they say vegan. <laughs> yeah, but, but do like, you know what that means? <laughs> but clearly not, because he freaking gave her eggs. Like oh gosh, eggs. And after she was like, when he started cracking an egg, she was like. 
She was trying to hint him then. You know, I can't eat anything that comes from animals, right? And he goes, yeah, do you want two? I'm like, where do you think eggs come from, man? Like, <laughs> And I love how he says, I can rock breakfast. And it's just like, you basically scrambled eggs, he which didn't... isn't even require any skills. That's the easiest of That's all eggs That's the easiest eggs to make. Eggs to make. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> and you made toast? toast. I don't even think that was toast. I feel like it was just sliced bread. I think it was toast that he didn't butter. There was no marmalade. There was no jam. But you're right. Yeah. Scrambled eggs. Scrambled eggs require no – at least like over easy. You have to flip it at the right time right. and get it cooked right. Oh it's not like he's poaching the egg or like doing any fancy like soft boiling it or anything like that. Nope. Just scrambled eggs. Oh, yeah. I'm really starting to dislike this guy. All right. So let's move on to Ella and Johnny. Johnny is getting ready to come to the U.S., so he wants to spend some time with his family. Johnny's going to need to quarantine in Singapore for two weeks before he can fly to the U.S., Johnny is spending time with his five-year-old son, Stoney. Even though Stoney thinks Ella is his friend, Johnny still feels guilty about leaving because he doesn't get to see his son much as it is. Back at his parents' house, they're all making dumplings. He tells us that he gives his parents money to show appreciation for taking care of his son. His mom warns him about jumping into marriage. They talk about Johnny's ex-wife and how she didn't get along with his parents, which he thinks is one of the reasons they got divorced. Johnny believes that there will be less fighting if he marries a foreign woman because his future wife and his parents won't be able to communicate enough to fight. Johnny talks about how dating Chinese women is hard because of the lack of Chinese women in China, which we had kind of talked about this last week with the one-child law. Uh, Johnny reminds us that he will have to quit his job when he goes to the U.S., so his parents and Johnny are all worried about what that means for his finances in the future. Back in Idaho, Ella is anxiously awaiting word on Johnny's visa, from Singapore specifically. Ella is convinced if she was skinny, that men would be all over her. Ella is worried that Johnny will think that she's bigger in real life in a bad way, so she's trying to lose some weight before Johnny arrives. Her ideal is 20 pounds, but she's realistic about her goal, which is 10 pounds. Ella goes to the gym to meet with a trainer. She's worried that Johnny is just being polite and that he's not being upfront and honest about how he really feels about her weight. Ella gets anxiety about being at the gym because she feels like people are staring at her. While she's at the gym, Johnny sends her a message saying that his Singapore visa got denied. She tries to call him and he doesn't pick up, so she continues to obsessively call. All right, so we hear a little bit, and I think it's going to be a recurring theme through this entire season, Ella and her weight, Ella and her insecurity about her weight. Um, right. How serious do you think Ella is about losing weight before Johnny gets there? Uh, I don't know. I think she's pretty serious, but I, I, I don't know that she still could do it. Like Weight loss is such a complex thing. Mm -hmm. it, it really is. Um, in terms of that, because like, you know, it's not it's not as simple as people as people make it out to be. Some people just have an easier time uh, maintaining. Well, it's kind of like I actually read an interesting article in the Atlantic, I think it was basically about like willpower. Mm -hmm. And they basically found that people who have willpower just don't give a shit about the thing, the other things they could be doing. Like, how did you get up and run every day? How did you, you know, do your dishes every day? And they're just like, I didn't care about – they just – it ends up they didn't care about the other things that got that distracted you. They're just like, I don't know. I just did it. 
Mm-hmm. Well, how did you resist? Resist what? I just I wanted to wash the dishes, so I washed the dishes. What am I resisting? <laughs> yeah. Right? And that's the kind of thing that just different people, different things. And then, of course, there's your whole metabolism stuff. Once mm-hmm. you start losing weight, like your your body legit fights you like from mm-hmm. losing weight. It, it it slows you down. It slows you, changes your metabolism. It like puts your hunger into overdrive. Like your body really doesn't want you to lose weight. And so it's not – I definitely don't like the way we kind of frame – losing weight as a single variable of your willpower and mm-hmm. that's it that's all that matters and did they do if they didn't lose weight they didn't care enough because mm-hmm. i think that leaves people still big and then feeling worse about it yeah yeah i mean i just really wish and i feel like it's an easier fix than losing weight in a lot of ways i just wish that she would just feel more comfortable and believe that johnny at his word you know, and I get what she's saying. But I think – I don't think she's wrong. Yeah, and I get that. You know, like, you know, what person is going to say, oh, no, like, it's not okay. Your size isn't okay. You know, they're going to be polite and say, oh, yeah. And then, yes, it's going to be different when you're in person and you're kind of confronted with how large she really is. And then it's really kind of like the true test at that moment. If it really matters or not. And so, unfortunately, I don't think she can necessarily get away from that. Um, And I think is like I don't think her fears are unfounded. I think she's right in that. I I, I believe it's probably cultural, but also, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, part of his personality is that you don't say no to people. You don't directly answer questions, right? Yeah. If you kind of do that, well, no, it's okay, I guess. But I think there's been instances with other things. Where Johnny's been like trying to tell her, sure. I don't want to do this, but won't say I don't want to do this and instead says all this other stuff. And she's like, wow, this would have been a lot shorter and a lot easier if you said he didn't want to do it instead of doing all this polite walk dancing around. Right. It. No, and I definitely believe that because uh, there's definitely some cultural differences about like being polite, right? Yes. Um, the other thing, though, is I, I would hope that she would find some comfort in the fact that this man is literally giving up his – financial security at the moment yeah to and that's like a big thing especially when other people are depending on him so i feel like that that is a a gesture of some kind and i you know think that you would take some comfort in okay well this man is serious and has the best intentions right i mean but we also have heard and maybe it's production putting it up there i don't know if this is like always the first thing he thinks of We've heard him also being like, well, when I get there and I'm cooking for her, she'll – I'll get it so she'll lose some weight. I know. That right? concerns me too because it's just like I think he thinks that, oh, once I start cooking and once she starts eating healthy meals, she'll just drop all this weight. And it's like it's yeah. not That's not that going to work easy. like that. No. <laughs> it is totally not going to work like that. Um, and so, yeah. I mean I thought a little bit more – I thought it was really interesting to see his relationship with his parents Mm -hmm. because that was weirdly contentious Mm -hmm. um, in terms of what went on. And especially like I thought it was actually kind of dickish of him to be like, well, you you argued with my ex-wife too much. That's why we got divorced. Yeah. It was your fault we got divorced. Mm -hmm. Like – right? And and so I was interested to see what – how your kind of impressions of his his parents – uh, I just thought they were kind of there. Um, <laughs> you know, they didn't really talk too much. I think they kind of already stated what has kind of been stated before. The only thing Fair. was, you know, the new news 
was, you know, Johnny kind of saying like, oh, yeah, well, you guys didn't get along with my ex-wife. And, you know, and the thing is, is that we didn't even see much of them where I could see his mom as being argumentative. Right. Yeah. Like, but it was funny. He was, she can't talk to you at all. That's why. Yeah. How are we going like, to get oh. along with a foreigner? It's like, because you won't even be able to talk to her. It'll be right. Easy. And, and to me, all of what they said were all the same concerns that all the other family members have. Like, okay, are you sure you want to jump into marriage after? Why don't you meet someone here? It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah well, we've heard The this. one that was different, the one that was different from most other families is uh, we live off your salary. And you just yeah. quit your job. Uh, right. So what the hell is going to happen now? <laughs> Very concerning. Sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, I'm, yeah, I'm curious as to what's going to happen now. Because if he doesn't get that visa, then I feel like the story is pretty much at a dead end, right? Yeah. It kind of doesn't surprise me. Why is Singapore so terrible Yeah. Right you now? have unique and, and personal experience in Singapore yeah, yeah, I during did the change, pandemic. Yeah. I had to change all my uh, travel stuff because I was supposed to be transiting through Singapore. And they have very, very strict rules right now. Even I wasn't even leaving the airport. So I believe I mean, it. If you were going to tell me which which country in the world is going to have the crazy strictest rules about yeah anything, it's going to be Singapore, right? right? Yeah, because yeah. they have crazy strict rules about everything. That's what I said. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, it doesn't surprise. It's a it's frustrating because it's so inconvenient, but it does kind of make me wonder a little bit. Why does he have to go through Singapore specifically? Yeah, that, I want that more explained. Like why – yeah, why does he have to go through Singapore? Why can't he go through like – I don't know, literally any other Asian country? Why does he have to go through any country, right? Yeah. Well, I mean I think maybe because coming from Asia, it might be kind of the bigger hub possibly. So maybe that's the only one that are having dark flights into the U.S. I mean, it has to be COVID related. There, there, I mean, there has to be direct flights from like Shanghai, right? Yeah, I don't know. That's an interesting question. I mean, um, so yeah, I just, I just think, is there, is it travel ban reasons? Was there some sort of Chinese travel ban at the time? And now, like, oh, well, I can come out of, I can come out of Singapore, but if I go to Singapore, then I gotta be there for two weeks, which is I gotta get a visa to get to Singapore, and blah 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 blah. I don't know, like, but. It, yeah, they are, they're kind of glossing over why he has to go specifically through Singapore yeah. to get here. Yeah, well, maybe we'll find out soon. If not, I'm sure we just look it up. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So how about Caleb and Alina? So things eh, went pretty well for Caleb and Alina the night before since Caleb – and we kind of gather that because Caleb is in the bed shirtless and Alina's tits are falling out while she's chiming into the bed. I just think he's always shirtless. I don't think that has anything to do with what happened the night before. Okay, but her tits were falling out. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's something else. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think he he had a shirt on the last time we saw him and now he doesn't have a shirt on. So, mm, All right. Anyway, he said last night things felt right to start kissing her and they leveled up on their intimacy or whatever, but they stopped short of having sex. So Lena starts off by asking about, eh, how do you think dinner went? Especially, you know, after Elijah went left. So they do talk to each other about how they felt the night before and she really liked the different – different than expected. Like she thought it was going to be more of a, a sensual kiss but it was a passionate thunder kiss. But anyway, she still has questions because nothing happened after they made out for a little while. So Lena tells us that she was ready to go all the way and she doesn't get why he stopped the train. Caleb says that 
he still needs time to adjust being with her physically, which isn't because he's not attracted to her, but he spent some time trying to figure out the geometry of the situation and that kind of took him out of a moment and he couldn't get back in it. So understandably, she's disappointed but recognizes that nothing ever happens without its bumps. So now they want to focus on the good and do something to move closer together but she's a little bit concerned with this movement because they only have two weeks to make things happen. So then Caleb takes Alina to one of his favorite places, the gym. He has to do curls – run on a treadmill, do sit-ups and, you know, release endorphins from her brain or whatever he says exercise does. So Caleb appreciates how big of a sport she's being about it. Um, Later on, it's time for another awkward dinner with a friend, this time with Maria, her college friend that moved to Turkey for work and also the one that picked her up at the airport. So they arrive, forget to remove their shoes and then sit down for dinner at her place. She then begins the third degree from Maria. Alina tells a story about like, you know, they'd been known each other for 13 years, but they got more serious and they started talking to each other closer after she made this kind of funny joke mail order bride application to send to him. And that's, you know, they got more serious. Anyway, Maria asks about their future. Like, you know, when you get together, do you think you guys will live in America or Russia? And Caleb is just like, oh, whoa, whoa there. Let's pump the brakes. We're not trying to write down any permanent plans here and maybe you should mind your business. So at that point, Maria switches to Russian so she can, you know, talk to Alina about like, uh, what the hell is up with this dude? Uh, this no plans, this afraid to make plans. Are you sure this is the guy kind of thing? Yeah. So she tells us in an interview that she wanted to get, you know, some – oh, Alina tells us this, that she wants by the end of this trip to kind of know where this relationship is going. But this was not a good sign. So after that dinner, another dinner that Caleb was not appreciative of the vibe of. It's back to the hotel room. He says that Maria had good points, but it would be silly to make plans without the deeper knowledge that they'll get by blah, 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 whatever. It's all the kinds of nonsense that noncommittal people always make up and tell you. But Alina's pretty smitten, so she doesn't want to push on him, push him on it right now, especially when she hasn't even gotten laid yet. So in the room, they start making out for a really, really long time. I feel like this went on forever before they finally turned out the lights and, you know, we'll find out next time what happens. So I don't know. What do you think? Was was friend Maria out of line with uh, the, her line of questioning? Because Caleb seemed to think so. I don't think she was. Um, I, yes and no. So I think it's fair enough to ask that, but I really felt like Alina was hiding behind her friend because Alina wanted to know what those answers were, but it was like she was afraid to be the one to ask. So it's almost like sicking your friend on your, you know, prospective partner. So I think in that aspect where he hasn't even had those conversations with with Alina, from his perspective, I can see why he thought it was out of line. At the same time... His reaction to her was not good. You know, like he probably should have just kept it as, oh, that's a good question. Alina and I haven't even discussed that yet. Um, You know, maybe, you know, me and Alina should figure it out, you know, before, you know, I can say anything because I don't want to like, you know, just talk for her or talk for us. I think that would have been a better way instead of like basically essentially saying it's none of your business. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it was he. He's definitely got away when he gets short with somebody. But it was definitely, yeah, butt out, butt out of your butt out of your business. Stay in your lane, lady. Yeah, like 
don't 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 you come up to me on that. But like, boy, man, his entire reaction to that, and then trying to smooth it over in the car mm-hmm. and like explain himself. That just he just sounds like a commitment phobe. Like he has no intention of making commitments. And it's like, I just think that we can't make plans until we know the deeper meaning of our connection of plans. And it would just be silly to try to think about the future until we know more. Um, yeah, I could have called this when <laughs> we first met him. I was like, yeah, I've dated a bunch of people like you before. I know exactly who you are. Um, yeah, none of this surprises me, at least. Um, but I think also what makes the whole situation kind of worse is that he just seems so smug. Yes. And like, smug, so, I was going to say condescending. Right. Yeah. Smug, condescending, and just comes off as so rude. And then I wondered a little bit, I think we need more data points. Like, have we ever not seen him like that? Maybe that's just how he is. And I say that because I have sometimes been accused of being like condescending and that way. And so I do get a little sensitive about it because I think like, oh, well, that's just how I talk. I'm not trying to be a certain way. So like I said, I just need more data points. Like, is this how he is? Or is he really just, you know, cop an attitude because he's pissed at the situation? I mean, I think of it a little bit as both. I think he's at his heart, and we. This is from the first moment I saw him, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, this is a dumb guy that thinks he's smart." Oh, okay, like, sure, <laughs> right? Yeah. And that's the way he talks, like a dumb yeah. guy who thinks he's smart. This is what smart people sound like. So this is what I'm going to emulate their pattern of speech, even though what I'm saying is just word salad, right? Yeah, and I definitely get the impression that he is very much playing a part. Like it kind of seems like almost like he's acting for a show. And I oh, yeah. get that, you know, reality TV isn't necessarily reality. I get that. But it just feels like a lot of the things that he was doing was for TV. Like, for example, like him kind of throwing her on the bed and having this passionate kiss when the cameras are there. And then as soon as that goes away, she was just like, yep. Yeah, and then it just kind of shut down. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as they were gone. Mm-hmm. And I, it's the same kind of thing here. It's like he usually when we see people who are about to get down. Mm-hmm. They go in the bed, they make out for a second, and they're like, out, got by, get yeah. out of here. Like, he was just like, no, we're going to make out until you guys leave. Like, I'm going to keep keep doing it. And, right. and she had to say, like, you want to, like, turn off the lights or something? Yeah. Like, goodbye. Maybe encourage this, <laughs> yeah. like, these people to leave somehow. But no, he, he yeah, he would have just done that. I just, and just the way he talks. I mean, the way he goes on about, like, his, with his, his, his glasses on, he does, like, the, you know, it, it reminds me of the Scarecrow and the Wizard of Oz with the, uh, you know, the sum of the two squares of an isosceles triangle mm-hmm. is equal to the square of their mating. Like, oh, shut up. Uh, you're just making words. Yeah. Um, which is which could be for TV. Like, absolutely. Right. And so my then my follow-up thought or question is what is he trying to get out of this, right? So on the last season of um, The Other Way, we had Stephen from – oh, coincidentally, Stephen and Alina um, – and it was just like, what is your end game exactly? You're trying to be on this show to do what exactly? Be in the next cult? And so then that's my question about Caleb. It really seems like he's hamming it up for the camera. He's really trying to um, come off a certain way. I don't know what mm-hmm. that way is. Trying to be the – I think he's trying to come off as this person who's like just so like – 
his mind is completely open, you know, and he's just like of this like spiritual energy and like free love and like, you know, I can love anyone and that looks like whatever. But it's just like if he's trying to be on the show, what what's his like angle? What is he doing here? Yeah, that's a good question because I mean, you're right. You're right. He's definitely trying to be like, I'm the spiritual guide whose mind will open up and being with me opens up, you know, the yeah. the minds of and all. I'm the- just so woke, you know, that like. No, I, I wouldn't. I, would, I, I definitely. It's definitely different than woke, which of is rapidly becoming an unusable word. Oh, God, but, I know, right? <laughs> um, but like, yeah, but like in terms of like. Woke, not in like the you know the racial or or, or thing like that, but in like you know more um, like a free to the love and like yeah you know like he's one with everyone and you know it's like has empathy and understanding for everyone right. But he does all that and it's like and he just he talks that big game. But I just feel like at the end of the day, it's just like so you want to uh, do shrooms and get naked? It's yeah. like you know like. That's, that's where that's where his big spiritual awakening ends. Well, you know? yeah, and I was gonna say, and it, like I know he's really, really trying not to say it, but I definitely get vibes like this is not what he signed up for. Yeah, no, he did he did because he doesn't want to come off as a closed-minded person, right? Right, he mm-hmm. wants to keep he wants to keep, say he's open-minded, yeah, and so he keeps like. Trying to oh, this wasn't what I was expecting. You know, this is much more difficult than I thought it was going to be. This is like yes. different than I was expecting. Oh, I just need to get myself in the right headspace of mindfulness yeah. to like yeah. But whereas, I mean, we know this dude is hooked up with countless people back in Arizona, right? right. Like, he's never needed to get the physical um, uh, and mental chakras aligned in order to like. He's never had to do that before. No. He, like, so. It's just, yeah, I think she's a lot smaller than he thought she was. Yeah. Which is on him. Um, like, and it's it's throwing him for a loop, and I, he doesn't want to come across as, a, as an ass. Yeah, definitely. Okay, uh, so let's move on to Memphis and Hamza. So Hamza's mo- uh, mom, Hyatt, is in disbelief that Memphis and Hamza slept together, and she immediately suspects that Memphis is the one who insisted. Memphis is concerned that his mom is mad, but Memphis and Hamza seem to both be having problems communicating, so Hamza just says that everything is fine. Memphis tells us that sexy time was very quick, and actually, it was bad. Memphis (laughs) says if Hamza could build stamina, then, you know, there won't be any issues. She tries to convey to him that his mom can't know that they slept together, so she instructs him to lie by saying that they only hugged and cuddled. Hamza goes to talk to his mom. His mom asks why he slept with her since they were trying to be traditional. He begins to lie to her, saying that nothing happened, but his mom finds that very hard to believe. She tells him to stop lying to her. Hamza doesn't want his mom to disapprove, so they just sit in silence, so he doesn't lie, until Memphis interrupts to make sure everything is okay. Hamza's mom lies and says she's happy and puts on a happy face for the guest. (sighs) Hamza and Memphis go for a walk to get away from mom. Memphis is now saying that she needs to dig deep before they choose to get married. Memphis says that sexual chemistry is important to her because she's had an ex and blah, blah, blah. Another story about how Memphis has baggage. Mm -hmm. Memphis brings up the sexy time and asks if it's always this fast. And Hamza says, 
keep saying, I'm sexy. I'm sexy. I'm sexy. I'm sexy. (laughs) Hamza says it's been eight months since he's had sexy time. When asked about it by producers, Hamza just says he couldn't control himself because she's so sexy and Memphis, big boobies. Hamza says that Memphis was the first woman of five that he slept with that he did at his house and then admits to her that his mom is actually angry. Memphis really wants to win over his mom, so she's upset about this. Uh, She's looking to build intimacy before they get married, you know, in a week. Back at mom's house, Hamza's mom is cleaning a fish and Memphis is looking very disgusted. Mm -hmm. Hyatt tries to get her to try and she does because she's trying to get into her good graces. Hyatt says, uh, thinks that if that's how she cooks, then Hamza's going to starve. Hamza's mom (laughs) reminds them that they need to be in different rooms when they sleep tonight. Hamza starts to argue, but his mom says that Memphis agreed, so it's settled. Hamza's mom then wants to know why Memphis has been divorced. Hyatt says that she is scared that, you know, Hamza and Memphis will get divorced, and all she wants is for Hamza's future children to not have to deal with parents who got divorced, too. She then begins to start crying. Memphis feels judged, but assures her that she is a good woman and things will be okay. Hamza admits that he doesn't really know Memphis's past that well, and his mom is right to be suspicious. Okay, do you think these fools are getting married in a week? No, 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 no. They can't even talk to each other. Like any words at all. She can't even get him to stop calling it sexy time like he's fucking Borat. Oh, God. No, like no, that's not happening. Yeah. What I find it to be incredibly frustrating is she came into this whole situation like this is my man. I'm going to get married. I have no doubts. You know, like, I'm so sure of this that we're going to, you know, be married after a week. And then all of a sudden she's throwing all these conditions like, well, the sex wasn't that good and sexual chemistry is super important to me. And so, you know, because I had an ex that did me wrong and we didn't have sexual chemistry. And I feel like everything is some like story about how she had an ex who did her wrong. An ex that did. Yeah, that is true. It is. It's just like. Okay, you could have prefaced this whole thing by saying, you know, I'm going over there. The last missing piece is, you know, since I haven't been able to be with him physically is, you know, and I feel like I would have accepted that as, you know, an explanation of things. But the fact that it's like, oh, now, now that you, you know, what is it? They tested the cow or bought the milk? I don't remember which one it is. Yeah, why why buy the cow if you can get the milk for free? Yeah. Now he got the milk for free. Yeah, uh-huh. now you're like, mm, no, nah, I don't want the cow. It's like, oh my gosh, like what are you doing? Well, unless the cow can make much better milk like very quickly. Like and too like, okay, it's just there's so much going on here, right? The fact that they can't talk about sexy time without saying sexy time. Right? They can't talk about sex. She can't talk about anything. Yeah. Without using this weird language. That, and he's Big just boobies, like, I'm sexy. I'm, I'm sexy. sexy. <laughs> Big boobies. Right? I mean, the fact that she can't even explain to him that what's wrong is that he was a five pump chump. Like, they can't even get to that. Right? And he's just like, uh, what? I mean, and the fact that, like, well, first of all, calling him out on that. Like, yeah, we talked about this t- last on week. From TV yeah. is like ridiculous. Yeah. Let alone to, Whatever. It's whatever. Like, is it ideal if you, you know, don't make it last your first time? No. But 
that's your first time. Right. Like, right. Like that's maybe a, a concern you can voice if you recognize this is a pattern. Right. Right. Because the first time some people get overly excited their first time. Yeah. That's an understandable thing. Now, like I think a bigger concern if you got overly excited, it's like one thing if, you know, wow, that happened faster than I thought it would. Mm-hmm. If you then just are like, all right. Rolling off and uh, laying down here and go to sleep. Yeah, and it's that's like, probably uh, what happened because that's they the can't issue. communicate. That's the issue then, right. not the issue that he that it happened too fast. Right. The issue that it was like you finished and we're just like, peace out. I'm yeah. done. <laughs> no, I believe he did because they can't communicate. So who knows? He seems like someone who might be naive to be like, oh well, I'm done, so she's done. Yeah, I'm like she made a noise. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, and also if they're trying to be quiet because of her, uh, his mom. Thing too. That's the other thing too. Is I don't get that. To me, is I mean, I've definitely been in situations where I had, where we had to be like, shh, we gotta be quiet. Just like we're gonna be quiet and do it quiet, right? Not the first time. I'm never gonna like <laughs> do it the first time with somebody in a situation where you'd be like, don't squeak the bed too much. Like, no. Oh, goodness. Yeah. That comes later. Like the first time I'm going to be like, no, I want to impress them. We're going to, we're going to. Oh, God. Gonna, we, okay, Mr. O, stop. <laughs> stop talking right now. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if Memphis is trying to fit everything in her timeline, you know, that's just not going to work because the, didn't she want to stay in a hotel because of that very thing? Yes. And yes. he said no. Yeah, I mean, she had mentioned the hotel, but then and then, but she'd also mentioned not wanting to do it in the bed next to her their mom yeah. in respect to her rules, and she didn't do that. Like, and then you know what? I will give it to the mom though. At least she's not a dummy, right? <laughs> she's when like, he comes in, she's like, yeah, I don't believe that. Don't even lie to me. <laughs> don't lie to me and tell me you didn't do it. I Stop know you did it. Like, lying, I know. <laughs> but then she goes ahead and turns around and is like, yeah, everything's happy. I'm gonna lie too. Yeah, that was that was disappointing. Like mm-hmm. the fact that she was lying, and I just and then as it went on, it's just like the communication is so bad. Yeah, and then at that, that, that the end, you know, and that that meal they had together, where it's like you know she was crying and like I don't think Memphis had any idea what was going on. Oh no, like what anybody didn't. was saying. So she was like, oh, she's sad. <laughs> like way to pick up on that Memphis good job great you can identify emotion good job Memphis (laughs) (laughs) oh I think it's funny though that like how common it is for the foreign parents to just assume that no American knows how to cook anything ever and it's like they come and they're like you don't even know how to clean this 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 specific Tunisian dish how are you gonna feed him (laughs) How will you ever feed him? Yes, There's, poor Hamza is going to starve. He'll starve because you haven't fed yourself for the 35 years you've been alive. Like, what, what do they think Americans do? I don't know. Well, probably they think, oh, like, maybe even the opposite. Like, get fat because you're eating fast food all the time. That's what I Maybe fast food. Maybe fast food, I think. I just think oftentimes we see, like, you know, we always talk about – we oftentimes talk about Americans not being worldly and not mm-hmm. like knowing other cultures and stuff. And I just think that we kind of overlook when other people don't either. Sure. Right? And they're like, you know, they can't even make jollof. How are they going to feed anybody? And it's like, well, we don't eat that 
that much in America, you know? So like, it's not that big of a deal if I don't know how to make that. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, you can't even make this. Then what could you possibly cook? Right. right? Yeah. It's like me going to, it's like me going there and being like, wait, you don't even know how to make macaroni and cheese. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> how are you going to eat? You're going to starve. You, gonna eat? <laughs> you can't even make mac and cheese. I don't know what you're making. Yeah. All right. Speaking of uh, communication issues. Oh, wait, I have to go to the last one. I'm making him. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, also underperforming in bed. Lots of uh, <laughs> things in here. Anyway, Mike wakes up in bed with Jimena, and they're kind of both, both woken up by her, her four-year-old. He tells us that after they finally got the kids to bed, they had some romantic time together, meaning oh, he's being coy and won't say for a while, even after the producer asked if he got lucky. But in a joint interview, he says it was the best time he ever had with a woman, and Jimena knocked it out of the park, and he had a great time. I put this in quotes because I'm not sure what he meant by it over and over again. So in Spanish that Mike doesn't understand, uh, she says that it really did seem to be a good time for Mike, but for her it was pretty unremarkable. So a couple of hours later, everyone is dressed and ready um, because they're going on this whole family trip to her favorite spot in Colombia, which turns out to be a thermal spa. It does look beautiful and even Mike – even if Mike needs more practice in the bedroom, she says she's happy with how things are going. So while they're there, they get in the water and Jimena starts awkwardly making out with him like two feet away from her dad who's like – they edit it so it looks like he's watching them, which is very (laughs) weird. So anyway, later Jimena sits down to have a conversation with her sister Wendy. She tells her that last night was good and she still is hoping that he'll propose but – then that's when Wendy drops on us her secret, which I guess she said she had a secret before. And that's that Jimeni can't have any more children, which she has not told Mike yet. She knows that Mike wants more kids, but she says that after her second C-section, she had a tubal ligation. So she knows that it's going to be a blow for him and that she should have told him sooner. Her rationale now is that she wants to tell him in person. She wanted to tell him in person, not over the phone. But of course, she's nervous that he'll leave when he finds out. So the plan is to tell him tonight. So they play for a while more in the pools and it gets dark and they sit down to have a talk through, of course, the translator egg. So she tells him that he would be a great dad, but that also she can't have children. Thankfully, the egg didn't mess this up, but that's still some pretty shocking news for him. He asks why she didn't tell him sooner and she said it's because she's afraid he would leave. He asks why she even had the surgery and that's the point where the egg just starts fucking up. Uh, She explains that her last pregnancy was tough and she didn't want to risk going through that again. But the egg just jambled that into incoherent nonsense. (laughs) So he wishes that she would have known earlier and jumps pretty quickly to, you know, asking her about Lord Talk saying, you know, there's the 21st century. We can do a lot of things to get get around that. So she wants to know what would happen to them, I suppose, if if there was no options for her to have children. And he stops and has – says he has to think about it, leaving her, you know, uncertain about the future. All right. So how big of a lie on the online scale is is the live is this one? Honestly, like and I kind of had mentioned before, I went back and saw the previous episode that I had skipped um when I was on vacation. Um I don't hate Jimena. And one of the things about this lie that makes it not okay, it definitely is not okay. It's a big deal. But less, 
as less terrible than a lot of these other lies that we've heard is that she pretty much was she told him what the second day that he was there. Yes, this isn't that is a true. lie it's, that dragged out all. until there was a proposal, until they were married, you know, until they were trapped in some way. She actually told him the second day and she had told uh, her sister, you know, like, I want to tell him in person. And she stayed true to that. Um, and so I it is a big lie. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. I don't know what those conversations sounded like before. How badly did Mike really want to have kids? You know, and he's also the type of person and I'm not justifying this in any way because she doesn't know this and I don't know this. But he also seems like the type of person where if he really loves someone, he's willing to sacrifice things like, oh, well, you can't have kids. I feel like the reason why is because he really wants to have kids and he didn't think that that wasn't an option with, with her. And so he's going to, you know, keep on talking about how he wants to have kids because he's excited about like this possibility. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I obviously to me, any any lie that you tell for the purpose of if they found out, I thought they would leave. Yeah, I know, right. Is, is always a big deal yeah. to me because that to me is manipulation. You're yeah, taking you're that choice trick, away from them. Yeah. You're trying to trick them away from that choice. Mm -hmm. Right. And she wanted – and. In person, but it's one of those things that I feel like should have came up very, very early, right? And that uh -huh. not necessarily that you had a surgery or the thing, but like the fact that you weren't interested in having other ch more children, mm -hmm. like that's something you know about, and that's something I feel like. Uh, and she's younger, right? She's something like twenty four, twenty five. Yes. So it is rather unusual to find like a twenty four, twenty five year old that. Has gone like it, right, tubal right. ligations are very common. They're very much more common among older people who are a little bit older, right, in their thirties and forties. She kind of um, made it seem like um, she had it right when she was giving birth because she had a C-section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? super common, super common. Okay, if you're having a C-section, to be like, "Hey, doc, while you're in there, okay, just do this, do these two more, two more cuts, and we're, right. and we're good, right?" Um, and yeah, so it's not unheard of, obviously, um. But it just is like, yeah, that's that's a lie that's always like iffy to me because I – and maybe it's because she's so young and that isn't necessarily a thing yet. But yeah, I feel like dating in your 30s, like like Mike is, is very much like, OK, we need to know what the kid – what's going on with the kids like now. Yeah. Like like early, early, early on in the, in, in the getting to know you kind of stuff is like, are you a person that wants kids? Are you a person that's done with kids? Are you a person that never wants kids? Right, right. And because, because that – that that's an actionable thing that's going to change how you approach this relationship. And you can if you can decide for yourself if that is a, you know, if, if that's a deal breaker or not. But it, it it's wrong to it, definitely wrong to pull somebody along like into a into deeper into a relationship. Come visit me in Colombia on and again, we didn't hear those conversations. Right. You're right. So we don't know how gung-ho he was about these kids yeah we've seen other situations where people are very much like no under no circumstances i must have a kid and the person is like all right it even though they does, have no intention of doing it, it does suck that he wasn't given the choice to make himself but quite honestly like the way mike has kind of talked about his life and his lack of options i feel like he would still choose this Rather than being alone. 
Yeah, I mean, at, at the end of the day, I mean, his his only disappointment is like, I wish I would have known earlier, um, because Mike's a very, very go with the flow type person, mm-hmm. right? He's like, he's in a situation because that's just where the lazy river of my of path of my life just <laughs> took me right down here. So that's where I am, right? Oh goodness. Um, but yeah, and, and so I don't. It, it, it does have an issue to do with how much he actually wanted the kids or how much she let him on. There's a lot missing to guess, I guess, really get it. But the other common thing we're going to see is her trashing him in Spanish and him sitting there and I not just being oblivious. <laughs> yeah, I actually love it. He is next level pasty white. I was like, oh my gosh. I get that it's in the wintertime back at home. Sure. But when they were swimming, I was like, oh my gosh, he's like translucent in some places. Yeah, he seems to be pretty um a pretty light, light guy. So, okay, so that's what I was getting at. And this was the the thing. Was that the first time he had sex? I kind of thought it was. I think it is. Right. I think it might be. Yeah. Which is like the best time I've ever had for a woman. It's like, well, yeah, it would be if it's the first time you had sex. Yeah. That would probably be qualified as the best time you've ever had. I kind of thought so too, because he very much implied that his first girl, first and only girlfriend was like when he was in high school. And it sounded like it was way I don't want to say way too young because, you know, we have kids in middle school that are having sex sometimes. Uh, oh, but yeah, it, definitely. It definitely mm-hmm. seemed on the borderline of not as common. So I think it, he yes. kind of had said, like, I think he was 14 or 15. Um, yeah. I mean, which is not unheard of, but right. yeah, less common. Yeah. So I I don't want to assume that he had had sex with his uh, high school girlfriend, but it kind of sounded like he really literally had no one. He had dated no one since. Yeah. Yeah. And especially the way she was just like, well, I mean, then in that case, you know, just being like, yeah, it was normal, pretty much run of the mill. Like that seems like a compliment actually. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, goodness. Like, better than better than uh, Memphis made it sound at least, right? Oh, um, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I just it, – it, I don't know. Especially – and also the way he was so like giggly and like coy about like, well, did you get lucky? And he's like – yeah no no, no, no. i I wouldn't be surprised in the least if this was his first time yeah which i mean she probably let's hope she knew i imagine she did right if it was his first time i don't know because especially with someone like humana she looks like she likes a bad boy yeah yeah she definitely does yeah and so it's like you're not gonna admit to that girl that it's your first time i would you or would you i don't know i don't think you would I don't know that he thinks of her as being like a bad, like you know, a bad girl or whatever. I think he just, oh, she's a mother of two, and I think a lot of her bad past, like, was hinted at in the preview for next time, mm-hmm. is gonna catch him off guard. I don't think he should. I think be he's surprised. like she's so sweet. Just by I don't looking know. at her, like, yeah, she kind of just so. seems like I don't know. She's all tatted up. Kind of seems like a bad girl. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I'm or not at least into that. Look. I'm just saying, Mike. I'm just saying, Mike is gullible and dense. Is what oh, I'm saying. Yeah, and, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> oh yeah, I agree. I, I agree. I would. Yes. When I see the stomach tattoo, that's the one that always sets me over the side. It's like, wow, that's that's pretty extreme. Yeah, so yeah. like, All you right. might be somewhere, and especially when you tell their story of like, well, I got pregnant by the guy who was in jail. Yes. I mean, you assume he heard that story, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
All right. Uh, so who was your student of the week? Uh, my student of the week was uh, I liked Tom's mom. Yeah. Hyatt. Like I, I, I like that she was like, don't give me your bullshit. Right. Right. And also she was like kind of sharing her actual concerns. Right. And like mad when she's going to be mad even if she told Memphis, which I, I kind of get more than that. She was like, I don't need to involve this girl I don't know with whether I'm mad or not. Like he knows what's up and I'm dealing with uh, – he, he can deal with it and he can deal with me. Yeah. I don't need this girl like trying to do stuff for me. So I mean but mostly her because everybody else had glaring flaws. Uh, sure. Um. Yeah, that was – it was hard for me to come up with the student of the week this week because of that. So I actually went with Ella. I mean she's trying okay. to better herself I guess even if the motivation to do it is – or her motives are maybe slightly misplaced. Mm. Um, but, you know, she's trying. Oh, yeah. I can't can't fault anybody to try trying, trying to better themselves. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, Dunn's a lot easier to think of candidates for this one. Yeah, oh, yeah, candidates definitely. Mm-hmm. So I went with Gina. I did too. Uh, wow, how about that? I thought there was a lot to choose from. For this specific reason. And, you know, I think you might not have thought about this before because, you know, I had brought it up. Um, because you're trying to make someone your baby mama immediately. Always a bad choice. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, and then you're having second thoughts about it. It's just like, it's too late in theory. Right. Yeah, it's more okay. So, and you know that the you know the crude thing that people say that don't stick your dick in crazy, right? Oh God! But like he like you know stuck his dick in, and then later was like, wait, is she crazy? It's like yeah. you're too late. You've already been plus. You're there's a freaking late. T-shirt that tells you she is. <laughs> she literally calls herself crazy. Oh gosh. Yeah. yeah, I know. When people tell you they're crazy, that's crazy. Because I would say not all crazy people. Admit that they're crazy, but the ones that do, they are. Yes, but are. if they're so, if they're so crazy that they're like, "I'm crazy," yeah, and you're like, yeah, you gotta believe them. Yeah. Also, come on, toothbrush is an inappropriate gift for your future oh, just, baby mama. This, this to come me was on. this to me was just it, it was it was a bunch of the little stuff. Yeah. The toothbrush, the 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 like clothes is she shopping, crazy? the 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 eggs, the clothes oh, shopping, gosh, I, and I still don't understand why he didn't just buy one pair of pants and one shirt. Right. I. I, so confused. Yeah. I was so confused. All right. Uh, what about your life lesson? All right. This one um, was inspired by Ella. Don't answer or make video calls on the gym equipment. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's so annoying. People are waiting for the equipment. Yep. Get up. Get out of the gym. Nobody wants to hear your conversation. Nope. Get it out of there. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, my life lesson is for Memphis. If you're trying to impress someone's parents and it's so important to you, then you should follow the house rules from the beginning so you're not just playing catch up. Yeah. Like, right. That's It's, it's just so, so dumb on so many levels. And the fact that she said, don't come in here. Like, I want to be good to your mom. And he came in and she was like, all right, fine. Okay. Stupidity. Look. Like, this stupid. Just dumb. Yeah. All right. So uh, we're just getting started with this group. Um, right. It looks like we have a new couple next week, it looked like, from the previews. Yeah. I wonder if we won't hear from maybe Ella and Johnny for a little while. Yeah. If his visa was canceled, then we right. might be on hiatus because we don't want to turn this into, like, Ella's weight loss journey. Yes. Oh, man. We really don't want that. Yeah. yeah. And we, and we didn't have any Kim and Usman this episode. Right. But it looks like they're going to be back next week. Yes, definitely. All right. So we will see you then. Good. All right. See everybody then. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye. Good.